everybody. So it's the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are here for our ninth episode of Chesapeake Chats. And we're talking about show Chesapeake Shores week is the big finale for this season. And I'm Rachel, and Casey is here to talk it over with me. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and talking about this episode. So well, thanks for having me. <laughs> so what were your overall thoughts about this episode? So I didn't mind this episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to lie. kind of wish it was, like, episode five. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't mind it. I thought there were a lot of, um, you know, good things going on there. Um, I didn't love it, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it either. So yeah, I just wish it was a middle episode. Yeah, I... I just felt like it was a continuation of the things I've been very frustrated with, but it did have some good stuff. Certainly not the worst episode of the season by any means. I, I just, I will talk about it. Some stuff I just will never understand some of the choices that they made. But like I said, there was some good stuff about, uh, we'll kind of go through the episode and talk about each of the kid, kids kind of arc going on here. So it starts out with, Uh, I liked this scene at the very beginning with all of the couples at the bridge and it just flowed I thought really nicely between one group and then you're over here and then you're over here and flowed in and out I thought pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah I agree Um, I liked how they did the camera movement. Yeah. Like the cinematography was really good in that scene. Yeah I agree and you one of the the couples is uh, Kevin and Sarah and this is like a goodbye party for Sarah. <laughs> and we're not, we went over, we've been over this so many times about how Chesapeake Shores and Philadelphia are like an hour away. This is not a problem. And I, I just, it just baffles me because they, she, she gives this big toast. I'm leaving you. You'd think that she was moving to Iraq. I mean, this is like, <laughs> what and then when she's home with her parents she said she hadn't been home in four years what okay well that that i can see why because the whole fact that she got married at home and i think that's why she hadn't been home for four years okay not because she didn't want to see her family okay okay. like i think she was very traumatized by (laughs) being there i was like that's what i thought i know that drive is 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 not the best (laughs) pennsylvania roads are not fun but (laughs) four years so you're right you're right you're right that's that's probably true Uh, (laughs) but but i mean out of context i will say if you have not visited your family in four years and they're an hour away that's really weird like yeah if, if like if she were just like if she didn't get married there if she it was like normal thing that's weird yeah but <laughs> it seemed like they had like a perfectly great relationship so yeah that is really really strange maybe they just yeah. met uh somewhere else or whatever for when they got together yeah i'm stretching my imagination so her <laughs> parents probably drove to Chesapeake shores yeah time. they're like oh sweetheart i know you can't come home we'll just come to you yeah at least i know that that jessica sipos gets it because because i tweeted i said here's my tender goodbye speech for moving an hour away and she was she was like ha 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 <laughs> she liked it so <laughs> um and yeah then you get like a little bit of the mick and trace drama 
And honestly, like the bridge turning into a Waffle House sounds like the most delicious idea I've ever thought of. Like that sounds so yummy. What is the problem? Like, I, I will, yeah, I will never understand the decision to focus so much on this non-issue of Trace and Abby are not married. They're they're just dating. They're not even engaged. And so for him to have this battle between whether he should go on tour or not as a working musician as his job is Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. If they were married, then you might have that discussion. But even so, like creative people, they, you know, now with Skype and other stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. you make it work. It's just, it's, it's so stupid. I can't even understand it and i yeah. like jesse metcalf and i like megan ori and i like the characters i just this plot is just so and i i just it's so frustrating to me when you have something as compelling as megan and mm-hmm. and and that whole family conversation we'll talk about at the end and it gets four minutes and how yeah. much time they spend on trace like <laughs> i i just yeah I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, it's very frustrating to me because I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I did not care for that (laughs) at all. I just, I don't understand how it spanned over the entire season. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous because first of all, Trace is not a businessman. Mick is a businessman. Yeah. Trace does not know numbers. Big nose numbers. So why not take the advice of someone who's a sage in money and do what you really love, which is music. Your his his first love is not the bridge. It's music. So why is it such a big deal for him? I mean, other than pride. Well, but and- like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like do what you love and let them let him do his thing and make you successful. He's perfectly fine to run it. Well, and he tells, he tells Mick, oh, I hate this band that's playing. And it's the, the, like, what is it? Country jukebox or something. And it's like your own band, first of all, is called the Trace Riley Band. Tell me that the country jukebox is a worse name than the Trace Riley Band. And secondly, your own band couldn't play in the bridge. Like, what is I, I hear like somehow somehow you become like a hipster when did trace become a hipster <laughs> i don't know when they knocked that halo off his cowboy can i can i just say also too when they were like oh tour for six months in europe i'm like europeans like country music what <laughs> good point that's right i mean they might maybe but but like i said they're not even engaged yeah like it's absolutely absurd that he would be like i'm sorry i have to be committed to my family uh and (laughs) like i don't know i mean like for instance when i interviewed barbara nevin she said the story about uh how one time she stumbled into or she one time she went into Cameron Matheson's apart, 
uh, hotel room when they were making a movie mm-hmm. and she saw she heard like voices and stuff and she saw that he was facetiming with his kids and like not just like five minutes high high he had had it on for like the whole evening where yeah. like they could come in and out and help him and you know get help with their homework whatever and so like people that are artists do things like that so that they yeah. can you make it work in this day and age there are so many ways to make it work yeah that like the idea of it's like you either give up your dreams, you give up your talent, or you are a bad person and need to fit <laughs> your family. What? That's insane. And I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I felt really for the first time in this entire show, I felt bad for Lee. Like, I never really cared for her much, but, like, I really felt bad for her because, like, her her career is dependent on Trace. I mean, I'm sure she could go solo, but, I mean, it's not fair when he's committed all this time to the band and, you know, he's like, oh, we got to get the band together. We got to get the band together. Oh, no. Blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no. Peace and out yeah like this is a and also if he is supposed to be as famous as they pretended he was with the whole paparazzi thing then i still don't get right now (laughs) like what like what's going on i i just like on one hand they try to play that he's like an up-and-coming artist and and Mm -hmm. like he he needs these gigs and he's he's you know whatever and then on the other hand they try to play that he's like uber famous <laughs> I think everybody people want pictures of him coming out of cars like what yeah and that storyline went absolutely nowhere no like that's the other thing too i'm like okay it went nowhere because there's nowhere to go like well yeah that's true really like what is trace supposed to do about this right. nothing well, he can I mean, do nothing like, but what was the va- but my point is like what was the value add in even having it there like you know what i'm saying like they could have had so many other things rather than that but seriously in this episode there was probably at least 50 percent of the episode was dedicated to trace drama and yeah. at least and when you have something as good it's like we talk about in my church sometimes we talk about good better best right mm-hmm. like you can have something that's good but it's not better and then there's something that's the best thing that you're supposed to be doing here in this case like even if you like the trace stuff i can't imagine anyone saying that it's better than the mm-hmm. megan stuff so why yeah. are why isn't that 50 percent and trace getting 25 percent? i'm fine with that right yeah no i completely agree I was, yeah. that's the one thing, even though I liked, I liked the episode, didn't love it, liked it. I was disappointed in the fact that we got four minutes in the book. Yes. So disappointed. So anyway, let's talk about something more positive, which was Connor being hilarious because <laughs> him talking about all this, like about the fish and the shrimp and stuff. And he's like, oh, you're in, you're, you know, this benzene what are you gonna do i thought that was that was funny and yeah. it, the continuing thread through the entire episode of them, i mean this, this is good yeah he and danielle were nice comedic relief yeah. i suppose yeah even though i don't exactly love danielle i want to see him with another i want to see him with like 
this is not so bad. I want to sleep with a bunch of different women. <laughs> Like, yeah. I like I just just because for the sheer fact of like if you stick to, stick to one, they get married at the end. That's the end of a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it'd be nice to see more like dating romantic tension, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I I can co-sign to that. I think I would be fun. Uh, and yeah, it was just so funny. He's like, you definitely had too much benzene. Good luck, free. That made me laugh. Get her. I was afraid. I was like, ooh. Is that, is that bridge scene going to take away our breakfast scene? Which I love the breakfast mm-hmm. scenes. But yeah. no, we got a breakfast scene. So I was really glad for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I did um, love the scene with um, Abby and Nick at the yeah. breakfast table. Yeah. Yeah. What did you like about that? I was like, Abby is right on. I'm so yeah. glad that they don't have her as this like wishy-washy woman that's like oh i'm strong confident businesswoman yeah you know and then she's like oh but my love saying that i'm gonna go with him oh no you know (laughs) i'm really glad like she stuck up for what you know she believes is right which is her dad is right yeah she channeled nick and the story see abby gets it she gets it yeah Yeah. abby's on team mick this is good this is right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh yeah i i agree with you i thought that was nice and i mean i just can't we did a poll on my twitter granted only 12 votes on our twitter and it's winning 58 percent team trace and I, please if you're listening please explain please twitter and twitter or in comments please explain to me how you can be on team trace i just i know he's pretty i yeah. get it uh you know <laughs> treat Williams is handsome for his age uh, but I just don't understand being on Team Trace, yeah. uh, and and it's I I don't know. Like it's just such a it's such a I just don't I don't understand. Yeah. So anyway, oh, I will also say too with Mick, I do appreciate the fact that he never tries to mar Trace. Yeah, in front of Abby, like it's yeah. so easy for him to be like, Abby, what are you thinking? Dating this doofus. <laughs> <laughs> like he's an idiot why are you like he doesn't get it he's trying to go against me but he never does that and like major props because if I were Mick I would not be that nice yeah in fact he actively tells her to like you know do you sure you want to get involved in this like sort of kind of things like he he's giving her really good advice like he's he's not trying to sway her to his point of view right yeah and I really appreciate that like basically he's saying like you need to talk to you need to talk about this uh, yeah. as a couple and i have to say so this season i i'm convinced there's going to be a hallmark quiche cookbook just be sure's <laughs> cookbook at the end of the season because we've gotten so many and this one was arugula and pistachio which is so <laughs> what i don't understand that because arugula is like usually have it on top of things it's not usually mixed in right yeah like if i have arugula on a pizza i have it like on top of the pizza yeah and then like pistachios are a nut yeah how do you have nuts and quiche <laughs> what that is just i'm, I'm gonna google it i'm gonna see if this yeah. is a real thing <laughs> yeah. i mean maybe i just have had a very narrow definition of quiche arugula and pistachio quiche yeah oh arugula and pistachio pesto quiche oh pesto quiche 
too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. You're being very, uh, <laughs> very uh, gourmet at the uh, O'Brien's. <laughs> uh so okay um yep and we can link it in the show notes oh yes if you want we it. will <laughs> and if people make it send us your pictures so now we have uh we do have uh connor and danielle uh, that are trying to get these samples from the lake or something or from the shore i guess i was just like all right <laughs> next <laughs> now i mean this is lawyering this is like i mean this is getting down this is getting down and dirty for your client this is i mean uh you thought you'd never get fresh air being a lawyer Look at yeah <laughs> i i didn't know that they did field work like that i had no idea either <laughs> but i really i i liked i liked this whole part i thought it was cute it was yeah. fun. Uh, and did you know about all of these meanings of all these flowers? That like daisies, some. daisies are for patients. Oh, I didn't know whatever, that. Whatever kind of flowers those were, they look like daisies. But yeah, I knew some of them like way back in the day, a long time ago. If you ask me now, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> like a birds of paradise. That's the breakup flower or something like that. Mm-hmm yeah i guess hyacinths <laughs> are the forgiveness uh so that was new to me so that was fun yeah. and so megan is getting the patient's flowers and uh and then she gets the forgiveness flowers for trace and the thing is is that like what is she asking forgiveness for <laughs> what i have no idea forgiveness for getting sassy with him at the um, bridge <laughs> I, i'm being sarcastic <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i mean i just said forgiveness flowers for what giving you sound business advice like what yeah. i guess he he had seen they have this like debate or whatever about like and he sees her as taking mixed side but that's not true she's just stating in her opinion Mm -hmm. which happens to coincide with her father but that doesn't like that doesn't necessarily mean she's taking his dad her dad's side exactly like she's just putting all the pieces she's, together and happens and to agree she's a smart woman yeah <laughs> she's a smart woman like she's not she, she's a smart woman that's like all if, i gotta say about that <laughs> like if i have if i'm married and i have a disagreement with my spouse or with anybody it doesn't have to be married and i want to make up i don't have to apologize for having an opinion no you know what i'm saying like i can say i'm sorry it got heated or i'm sorry that i didn't listen better or whatever but like you don't have to apologize for thinking right yeah <laughs> that does not happen in real life at jess and david who i guess have basically watched this in off of the and they are going to be running sally's for the weekend or the week or whatever mm -hmm. and they end up accepting all of these fancy fancy food that was misdelivered to the diner and kobe beef and truffles and and whatever 
And I'm pretty sure that that's like unethical to do that. That's <laughs> not good to do. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily stealing, but it's close. It's on the edge of stealing. I mean, I feel like you to do the right thing. You just call them and say, "Hey, you delivered the wrong thing." They say, "Oh, well, we can't take it back because it's food, so yeah. you might as well keep it." Yeah. Because I've done that before yeah. um, with like Walmart grocery pickup. Sometimes they've given me wrong food and it's like good food. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do I take this back or no? So I call because I feel bad. I want to be that person. Right. <laughs> I say, hey, you gave me like a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts that I did not order. And they say, oh, oops. Have a good night. <laughs> well, that's lucky though that you didn't get like some weird... I don't know, uh, like, yeah. but just like weird Chinese food or, you know, yeah. something they don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Tofu or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck do I do with this, like, vegan meatloaf or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so David's super excited for uh, this delivery. And, like, I guess I'm kind of confused because. David is super rich. Mm -hmm. We have never heard anything about him getting disowned or like officially. I mean, that Alexandra was nothing but praise for him. Yeah. When she came down, she didn't say any kind of threat or whatever. And so I don't understand if this is the food that he wants to cook. Why doesn't he cook it? They live, in a, a they live in a resort town, a touristy town, have a restaurant. I don't know. Yeah, that that was another question I've, I have had the last couple of weeks is like, what is David doing with his money? Yeah. Like, you can save the inn. You're filthy rich. You're an adult, which means all the money that you made is legally yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. That's the thing about this show is that the there's – they they're setting up things that are supposed to be conflict but they're not actually conflict because they're not sensible so like they're like a false dichotomy so it is not a conflict of whether trace should go have his career or whether he should be at home because he's not married and those are not his children and he mm -hmm. should be able to you know he should be able to go and they can work it out so and they can involve him and it should be fine this is another false dichotomy that like they're trying to show that David is like, uh, that's not like Jess is super worried about David being become, becoming disinterested in her, mm -hmm. that she's not like good enough or whatever. And that could be interesting, except for the fact that there's no reason why he can't right. do both. Why can't he have Jess and I mean, and do and cook with truffles. The two are yeah. not like, uh the two the two are not mutually exclusive he can do right. both right and i mean i don't know if jess is worried about him leaving because she's just had such so much baggage with i don't know people and changes like she doesn't do well with change yeah so i'm just wondering if maybe for her it's more of an emotional thing i don't know yeah I, and but anyway i'm being too hard on it this was cute it was fine like everything with david and jess this season has been cute and fun his food is really delicious <laughs> <laughs> sally's got an upgrade 
that yes. <laughs> yes, they did. I would love to eat his food as well. It'd be amazing. Um, the one thing I would say with David and Jess, as cute and as adorable as they are, I just wish there was more depth in their characters, like both yes. of them. Um, like I would love to see a scene between the two of them and just like just just hashing everything out. Like this is my past. This is why I'm crazy, and this is why I'm worried that you're gonna leave. And that you know this is something that happened in when I was a child or whatever. And yeah. I'll be like, Jess, I'm always there for you. Blah blah, and just have yeah. this like deep emotional connection. And like I feel like we never get deeper than the surface with them yeah. you know like it's cute yeah. and don't get me wrong right. they're adorable it's just either <sighs> make it deeper or make it more over the top one or the other i think would have yeah. made it better like if the pecs had been way more over the top and ridiculous and if alexander had been a true villain and then that would have been entertaining yeah or if like there had been some real meat to it and david had been really conflicted about what to do and he could have lost his inheritance or he could have i mean they just they're cute but a little bland yeah so unfortunately uh but i'll tell you who's not bland is kimberly susted who <laughs> we get <laughs> the next scene this was very exciting we knew that she was coming Mm -hmm. and i thought she might be sarah's like one of sarah's siblings but no we find out that she is the caroline from simon's <laughs> book <laughs> that meeting was amazing yeah that was <laughs> the highlight of the probably the highlight of the episode that was really fun <laughs> yeah especially because brie's been so rude about simon's book <laughs> for her to to meet caroline was really fun and yeah. then for for uh, they're like shaking hands and simon comes in and he's like oh no i got caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really really good yeah yeah Bree is really like snobby this season totally snobby like she without a doubt really like over the top stuck up this season like yeah i don't know yeah and hypocritical like she's mad at simon for putting uh her in his book and, and the only reason she he's writing this personal and deep book is because he was she, he was so she was so critical of his like, silly books like right and uh and like she's writing this super personal book but then she's really critical of simon for writing a personal book uh, so that's super hypocritical uh but it was still really fun and like it was kind of funny to see sort of this nerdy character of simon be like confronted by these two beautiful women <laughs> <laughs> only on television <laughs> yep because amelia ulrup is stunning and kimberly susan is beautiful and so that was pretty funny. It was, it was kind of had his, I felt like he sort of had his hand in the cookie jar. That was. Oh, he fun. sure did. Yeah. And I loved Amelia's uh, reaction, her facial yeah. expression the whole time. I was like, yeah. It was amazing. really funny. And <laughs> then we got up, we got, there was the whole thing with Trace's manager um, coming in, Mark and uh, saying, I've got great news that you like me for which is just so frustrating <laughs> but uh but 
I would not want to be his manager. That's for sure. Uh, but the, uh, and then we go to Kevin and Sarah on her farm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so far away. <laughs> yeah. So far away. What a journey they've taken. Have some cute little walks and talks and stuff. Yeah. And they're pretty I, good. I like them. And I like yeah. the, re- I like the interaction between the family and the brothers and yeah. how he was all like, she asked me out. And they were like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dad's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was, that was fun. I enjoyed that. And you got the uh, handshake of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're writing them out? I, I could see it. I I could see it or there being some kind of some kind of proposal or something at the end where he because he they find out I don't think they're writing I don't think they're writing Brendan Penny off because remember at the end he finds out he's got a job he got offered a paramedic job in Chesapeake Shores and so it's possible they could be writing writing Jessica Sipos off the show but uh I could also see him doing some dramatic proposal, like, come, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, with all the twinkle next, lights. Yeah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> they could just go to that room that, you know, the twinkle lights, the trace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we have more of Connor and Danielle. And I just said, I don't know if either of them will ever be able to eat again. Yeah. Enzyme and saline and whatever else they found in the in the shore. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, and this is when uh, this is when Abby gives the forgiveness flowers. And I just said, if the club was Trace's heart and soul, which is what mm-hmm. Abby says, like, I'm sorry, this is your heart and soul. Then why did he let it get plundered by Greg for like all that time? (laughs) Like if this is like if this is really your heart and Mm -hmm. what you love, then then you wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, ridiculous. Especially Um, for being a first time like business owner, like I would be so micromanaging, especially being away. Like yeah. I'd send my little minions. I mean, he could send Caitlin and Carrie as spies or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, it's not like, that's the thing too. Like the bridge is not his heart and soul. It's like, music. I, I thought the bridge was like kind of his backup. Yeah. Or like, you know, to have a steady income while he's off his, you know, off in the uh, touring, yeah. and stuff, which makes total sense. Yeah, but we're talking about Trace here, so I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I did love when uh, when Jess comes up to Kimberly Sested and says, "I just can't believe you're real." <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, "We all feel that way about Kimberly Sested, Jess." Yes, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, and uh, Simon was hilarious, and we got more. We got this yeah, outdoor dining, and then so Trace isn't gonna go to Europe, and he tells Lee, and she's like, "What? 
what are you doing? And that's, mm-hmm. and then John, I think is his name. The other guy, John, yeah. John, yeah. is like, what? That doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any sense. And that's that Connor and Danielle are finished or are finishing, or I don't know, but they end up mm-hmm. having a little kiss and now they're getting back together. So there you go. Oh. On again, <laughs> off again. On again, off oh, again. again. <laughs> like, I, I like the characters. I like Danielle. I like Connor, but I like them separate. I like them as colleagues. Like, yeah, I just, I'm not digging the whole, their relationship. The chemistry just isn't yeah. there. Like as a couple. Yeah. I think it'd be more fun to see them as like, you know, friends who are also lawyers who also happen to end up in the same courtroom on opposing sides. And yeah. then like that kind of relationship. I think they'd yeah. be awesome at that. I agree with you. I think that could be really fun. And uh, yeah, then you get that, that the next is the scene with Trey saying he doesn't like the band. And I'm like, you got to hand it to Mick. He's literally in this club in the bridge with his laptop working, 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 working. And I'm like, that's who I want to be yeah. a partner with, man. I, <clears throat> yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like Mick's heart and soul is business. He's yeah. not letting anything, you know, take him away from business because that's what he loves that's what his thing is whereas trace like he can't multitask so but then i became anti-team mick for the first time because he tells trace he's like the the uh you've got to decide what you want and you've got to uh make a choice or whatever and i'm like oh my gosh these people what Has, has nobody ever met a musician before well, I mean, I think, and I think to be fair to Mick, you can't be doing tours. Like he's already proved to himself, he's already proved that he cannot multitask. He's either got to pick one or the yeah. other and not saying like, he can't be, he can't have both feet in two places. It's just that he's going to have to be, he's either going to take makeup on the offer being like the backup silent person. Hey, yeah. we're bringing the people in. Okay more like a but like he a was saying this, yeah i agree with you that like if he was up for the partnership idea then like yeah but i thought that that mick was saying this in regards to abby and trace being gone from abby's life oh that's what i thought and uh have you talked to he's like have you talked to abby how does you know whatever and so that's why i thought he's like well you have to pick and uh i'm like I'd want a ring on my finger if I was making that kind of <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> also, I felt like Jess is kind of borrowing problems, you know, about this, like, what if you get tired of me? And what if you don't like me in the future? And he's like, I love you. You're all that I want. She's like, well, what if you get tired of that? And it's like, cross that bridge when you come to it. I mean, <laughs> It's good to be prepared and all, but like, there's only so much David can do to like yeah. reassure her that he won't in the future not be in love with her. Yeah, yeah. I also I think it goes back to not having surf like deep conversations and it all being surface. Like, yeah, I, I really want to see a conversation where Jess admits like that she has abandonment issues or, or something yeah. like that. I think that's what it stems from. Is like. She was abandoned by her mom as a kid. Her dad was never yeah. home. Like, you know, now this is her, this, I think it's like her first for real relationship. That's 
everlasting. <laughs> I think that he needs to put a ring on this girl. I think she needs yes. to know that he's really committed and that he's not going anywhere and that he really loves her. And that's what he needs to do. Yeah. They need I to dig it. <laughs> I, I would dig it. Yeah. All the Chesapeake Shore couples, I want to see them get married first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the engagement first. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. And off and start their own like little bed and breakfast off the coast of Maine and <laughs> start their own auber auberge. Auberge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they live happily ever after and you know they'd have beautiful children and all that jazz. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So then we get a little scene with Connor and Kevin, and that's when Kevin announces that he tells him that he has this job offer in Chesapeake Shores, and what is he going to do? And then we finally get to the big family meeting. There was four minutes left in the episode, and there's only one other episode left. Like, I just, I can't, so frustrated by that. Four minutes, and... Uh, like this was a really good it was a good scene it was a really good scene but i still i do not understand why megan i'm not yeah i do not understand why megan had no custody or visitation at all like that is super unusual especially for somebody with five children like that's affluent and stuff like that just doesn't happen like that you have nothing and right like and and we could we could sort of speculate that like oh it was because they they mentioned a couple times that she was unwell or things but like you'd have to be very unwell to not have visitation to not spend any time with your children like right well okay so let's think back she said that after jess was born okay okay so they alluded to postpartum depression Yes. And they alluded to the fact that she couldn't get out of bed. Jess and Connor were six and eight years old when Megan left. So yeah. there's six years there of just like mental illness and yeah. anxiety, depression, etc. She leaves. She goes and gets help. She just up and leaves, goes yeah. and gets help. But then she doesn't come back. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't have any visitation rights, unless they've mentioned that I missed it, right? Because she might have had custody, but Nick might not have let the kids go. Like, that's because, terrible. I mean, because if, if Mick didn't allow any visitation or custody, first of all, that's illegal. And second of all, that's a horrible thing to do to your children. Unless he proved that she was an unfit mother because she was not well and was, like, in a psych ward or something and the only reason why i say that is because i remember from one of the seasons kevin says why didn't you let me come visit you or something like that after 9-11 and megan said i really wanted you to come but your father wouldn't let you come yeah it just i don't know it's super (laughs) (laughs) far-fetched like i mean that paints mick as a villain if he really doesn't allow his children to be around their mother at all, like I understand if he needs to have full custody, mm-hmm. but if, if, if he doesn't allow them to have, then it doesn't really make sense their relationship now because, because they're just like, 
hey, uh, was that a date that we just went on? Ha ha ha. Like if somebody had literally taken my children from me and I had had Mm -hmm. no involvement with them as their mother, like I would never be able to get over that. Like that would be a wound that would never heal. And she says, that, oh, I left out of love. I want to know what that means. I want to know yeah. what it means for her. I don't want to have to just speculate. I want the show right. to tell me. I want Megan to tell me. Right. Because I will tell you, I would not leave my children out of love. Like, yeah. that doesn't, that makes absolutely, unless I was like, I'm leaving for a time to get help and I'm yeah. coming back because I want to be a better parent. But you don't just leave your six and eight year old for 20 years because yeah. they're 20, what, 20, we've decided they're 26, 28, right. 20 years and just feel like everything should be happy again. Like, no. I don't, I, I just don't understand, I don't understand like anything. And, and I hate the fact that she keeps saying I was not well. Well, why were you not well? Like, don't make us you know, read between the lines, spill it, like say it, spell it out. Like I struggled with anxiety and depression and I was about to kill myself Yeah, and I was going to harm you. And I didn't want to do that. Like, yeah, because those are real things that need like that happen. And if that's the case, if she was that depressed and she felt like she was going to harm her children, then yes, go, go get help. Yeah. Because (laughs) she should have at least like had them at Christmas and that would be like, Oh, you know, and have some, so they can imagine some fun memories of being in New York with their mom at Christmas or something like that's not going to derail them from their friends and their schooling and their, you know, like, so I, it just, it would have to be either. I figure it has to be one of three things. One, she was an unfit parent. And I, they certainly haven't, they've hinted at some mental illness problems, but I need more than a hint. I need to know. Second, she could have just decided I'm done. I'm done being a parent, but we know Mm -hmm. that's not true because she says she left out of love. Mm -hmm. So that's not it. And then third is that, that, uh, Mick uh, literally kept her from her children, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense with her behavior towards Mick. And I cannot imagine Nell for a second allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. If Nell was the major caregiver, then that would never happen. So yeah. I'm left feeling like, what? Yeah. And then the other thing that's interesting too is that Kevin and Abby obviously side with their mom. Like, certainly more sympathetic to her. Than- yeah. Well, even, even that, like during that meeting, Kevin, one of them, they, they obviously stuck up for their mom because Connor was like, you know, she shouldn't have left us. And they were like, you don't remember because you were little. And they were like, I was a kid. I know what happened. Tired of them dangling the fruit in front of my yeah. face and just like, here, pick a grape and figure it out. <laughs> Tastes good. Yeah. And like every couple that uh that that goes through divorce unless they're super lame and they don't even try has fighting like that's part of like you don't have a dissolvement of a marriage without conflict right i can't even imagine and so uh you as 
I feel like you either have to show that here's how we repaired our relationship mm-hmm. to get up to this point that we're at now. Right. Or you, they should still have a toxic relationship, one or the other. And they haven't done either of those. Obviously a very broken family, but like, I feel like their interactions aside mm-hmm. from when Bree's book gets brought up are perfectly cordial. They're out like making toasts and having family dinners. And, and I guess there's some truth to that, but I don't well, know. It's, yeah. I mean, they're a family that they don't talk to each other. So I can understand that. Like you sweep everything under the rug, you act like everything's happy, hunky dory. And then when the wounds come out, it's like nobody knows how to communicate because you've not communicated before. Kind of, but like, I feel like they actually do communicate quite a bit. They have all these fireside chats where they're talking and, and yeah, but I mean, they're not talking about anything deep. I mean, like, it's all about like, how's your day? How's this? How's Sarah? How's, you know, Danielle? (laughs) You know, yes. And I don't know, like my family, we don't talk about anything super like conflicting, <laughs> if you will. So yeah. maybe that's why I can, that's maybe that's why I have the point of view that I have. Yeah. Um, like we just, we just don't do the whole confrontation thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm from a family with six kids and we are all as different as can possibly be, all six of us. And luckily, I mean, it's honestly for the best right now that we're all sort of scattered all around the world, literally, right now. <laughs> uh, which, you know, so we can support each other and be there for each other, but we don't mm-hmm. have to, like, be there for each other. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's good. But, like, if we would not do well with all six of us in Chesapeake Shores, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> um. But I don't know. I, I feel like they are a family that spends a lot of time together and talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And has these, you know, I guess they're all superficial conversations, but man, geez. Yeah. And I mean, I also think too, like the siblings may have deep conversations. I'm sure this is not the first time that they have yeah, with their, their feelings. But when it comes to the kids and their parents, specifically the younger three and Mick and Megan, that's when it's just surface. It's not anything deep because Mick was never there for them. He was always working. Megan obviously left. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's also the thing like that we, we see that the, the siblings have deep connections with each other. Um, like, you know, we had that scene with Connor and Jess earlier this season. They were like, talking about relationship issues or whatever or like Brie and Connor or whatever but um never with like I don't think the three of them expose their feelings towards their parents and that's why it's super like why can you not communicate with each other yeah yeah I guess and they're just they just have all this resentment and we knew that Jess did uh you know and Brie's had some of that over the seasons uh, and you know, she's going to publish her book, whether they like it or not, is basically kind of what she said in this, which is interesting. And yeah, yeah, that one was that, that, that Brie man, I was like, <laughs> girl, you are about to do something and I don't know if I like it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, is there any other book she could write? Like, really? At first, I thought it was just like an exaggeration of their lives or like some little things here and there. I didn't realize it was like a complete fictionalized memoir. Like, that's kind yeah. of, I mean, airing the dirty laundry, that's kind of... Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it is. I mean, they always, the big advice is supposedly write what you know, which is actually a lot of times really terrible advice most of our lives are super boring and uh <laughs> and so like uh, but uh but evidently that's what she did and i don't know as somebody my sister's a published author and so at a certain degree i have sympathy for brie because i mean i told my sister i called her up after last week's episode and i said hey I'm, I've decided if you need to write about me, I give you permission. You can write about me. I can deal with it. I can't I'm not going to be like these people. That is too funny. And luckily, she writes picture books for the moment. So oh. I'll probably be okay. But I just, I just said, I just want you to know. I give you my permission. But, uh, but anyway, I, I did... I did like the scene. I thought there was some good emotion mm-hmm. from Jess, some good emotion yes. from Brie, from Mick. Uh, mm-hmm. I you got somebody from everybody. It did feel like a little play, mm-hmm. but I was just frustrated because it was just too, almost felt like too little too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now yeah. we're just going to get, we're going to get one episode where we really dive into this. Hopefully what will we kind of dive into it next week? And I just, I just feel like it's it was such a missed opportunity. They could have had this meeting between all of them in like episode four, and we could mm-hmm. have spent like six episodes. I mean, all that time spent at the Boston Pecs, for instance, which led to nothing. Yeah. What have we found? What what has happened because of the Boston Pecs? We know that David is more in love with her. We knew that he was in love with her. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. we gained from that at all, except for a couple fun sequences but as far as the story it has meant zero to move that up you know everything should have just moved up and all the trays and the uh, is something gonna happen i mean they have a lot to finish off if we're gonna get something with with uh, miss marvel and and abby or is that just done i guess i guess that's done uh, there there were all these plot lines that were just wasted like why did we spend all that time with the vow yeah. what was the point of that uh, yeah 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 there are a lot of things that were just weird and I feel like there are good storylines in the season but they were just misplaced like the Miss Marvel thing that would have been a good like episode one like yeah because I mean it did have it did have I thought it had good it was a good storyline like you know we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people and things are not as they seem and yeah you know you can co-parent with somebody who seems more perfect than you are like and you can be friends with them i I can see that since it's hallmark and we live in the land of happy but that should have been like episode one where it's light and fluffy (laughs) and then they should have like had the book come out like episode four and then have everybody just not talking to each other throughout the episodes and then like the train derailment in episode 10 yeah like we agree they should have definitely cut out all of those scenes with simon and brie in the book and all of the scenes with trace and the band and is he gonna leave the band or not the band and the bridge and 
all that stuff. And the other thing too is this is beginning to feel like the end of season two where Trace is like, I don't know, I got to go tour with the band. What am I going to do? And Abby's like, I'm going to let you go, baby. You just go. (laughs) And now next week, he's going to tell her, I'm going to Europe for six months and she's going to be like, well, you need to just follow your dreams and I guess we're going to have to break up. <sighs> like, it's the same It's the same point yeah. line. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? I know. Should, no. no. I guess they really just wanted him to have snipe hunts with the girls. I, I don't <laughs> know what's going on. I just don't understand why. I just wish that we could have gotten this at like episode four they could have really dove into the family conflict we could have had real conflict that really forces people to grow that really Mm -hmm. forces people to change that that like real forgiveness for actually like some real forgiveness flowers would be in order here they they have just not done a very good job with developing characters with making them make interesting choices and and it's just yeah. boring they made a boring show <laughs> sorry so but yeah. yeah so and last week um uh last week barbara niffin said on twitter she said i have written reams of backstory but there isn't time to but share it and i should like, have gotten that time <sighs> she's way more interesting than the band because we already had the story about the band last season yes i could have done without the band like the paparazzi thing like all that stuff like like that shouldn't that should not have even been a focus like the focus this uh, the season should have been about megan in the book and not just like rewriting the dang book but like us seeing the effects of the book yeah like she should have read the the book like episode three like and in the the whole confrontation scene which was amazing. It should have not been four minutes. It should have been like a whole episode. Yeah. I could I could have yeah. just been a fly on the wall watching them duke it out. I, I was like, oh, Connor's about to throw down that table. He's about to flip it up on yeah. Brendan Penny. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been like a, a little play almost. Today in the Facebook group, the uh, Chesapeake Shores Facebook group, mm-hmm. uh, people were expressing we're we're not the only ones with this opinion i won't say names because i want to but there were a lot of people that were very frustrated by this season which made me feel much better (laughs) because i was like okay good uh the like i said i won't say names because i don't have her permission but uh when you said i don't know about anyone else but i have been struggling to stay interested this season abby and trace there just doesn't seem to be anything there and having him come and go all the time is getting old whatever happened with the photographers taking pictures of trace abby and the mm-hmm. girls i feel like that could have turned into a pretty good storyline i love brie and would love to see more of her i hope caroline doesn't come between brie and simon i'd like to see kevin and connor with other girlfriends just can't get into the ones now and i just don't know how to feel about mick Sometimes I think he's a good guy, but then you see how he is with Trace and Megan. I hope next season everything picks up more. And then currently there are 69 comments. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> a lot of, I agree, I agree. Uh, and, and another person, I agree. And I thought it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. What a lackluster storyline. I agree with you. So yeah. we're not alone. 
yeah yeah I mean it's just I I do I think the best the best um storyline this season that actually had something was when Jess went to the pecs in her conflict with Brie being resolved and then the Cinderella moment and all that I mean it could have been a little more but I really do yeah, that I really did like that scene it was it was a lot of fun um I just wish that other storylines either had that much pizzazz or that they just didn't exist yeah like I, I kind of wish that who I don't know how they I don't know how they map up stories or whatever um but like for example in One Calls a Heart it's always like arc one and two like episodes one and two is the story arc two and three is the story arc so and so forth and then you have like the overarching arcs of the first six episodes which is which was like the railroad they could have done something similar like that to yeah, yeah Chesapeake Shores, but the storylines were all over the place and then it was like you're waiting you're waiting and they're building this up and the synopsis is like the Brian's are gonna duke it out and like I was waiting for them to duke it out and then they didn't even really duke it out in the form. Yeah. They could have duked it out. It's like bringing know? a pillow to a knife fight. I mean, that, yeah, that's what this like, feels like. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just kind of wish that the writers would have mapped out the stories better and that yeah. they would have not done so much focus on Trace and the band because we already got that last season. Yep. Like, yeah, I And Brie writing, like, we knew Brie was writing a book, so we didn't have to see her and Simon be conflicting about the book like we could have just started off with the book is done abby read it (laughs) and then just like go from there but not focus too much on that and like yeah can read the book like episode three or i think it could be interesting if like if you're gonna do the whole trace thing like you have to give more of a reason for it being a problem than he's gone like make him like i don't know like make him kind of jerkish what's that make him kind of jerkish yeah make him kind of jerkish when he gets home so he's like taking it home or what if he like starts drinking on the road because he's sad or what if he there's like i don't know what if he's tempted by i I mean all this stuff i guess hallmark doesn't want to go in these darker directions but like there's got to be some other reason besides he's just doing his job yeah like that's what it is he's doing his job and uh uh so i don't know uh they may you got to make the conflict more interesting than just like business the business is in the conflict (laughs) (laughs) for every every almost every conflict is revolved around business or some kind of lawsuit in some way or another and uh the one thing that wasn't was this uh, I would have liked Nell to have been in that little conversation uh, with the family because she's the one that raised them. So she's got to have a say in all of this. Like, yeah. why did she not have, why did she not fight for Megan to be a part of these kids' lives? Like, I want to know that. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, oh yeah. well, it is what it is. I, I, I'm very skeptical that we're going to get another season of this show. I think that next week is the finale. I, especially after I saw the 69 comments thing, like if even the hardcore fans mm-hmm. are getting frustrated, uh, then that's not a good sign. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying the book is a billion times better, which I think is probably true. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be reading the book. 
Oh, what's that? I just checked. I'm going to be reading the book. Oh, I checked good. it out from the library. I'm picking it up tomorrow. So I'll yeah. let you all know. Like, seriously, if you just saw this, I'm just not into the season. I agree. It's lost something. I'm struggling with the season. It's been so boring. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get renewed. Yeah. But I don't Which know. Which is sad because the actors are awesome. They're yeah. amazing. I really love the cast. I do, they're, too. They're fantastic. I, I love, I, I love all the cast and uh, so yeah, it's, it seems like it's a shame, but anyway, we'll see what happens next week. Maybe they'll turn it all around in one episode and it'll <laughs> all be redeemed. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, let us know what you think. If you think we're being way too harsh, then let us know what you liked uh and uh how you feel about the conflict this season uh put in the comment section or on twitter that would be really great and we would love to hear your thoughts and uh so yeah so casey where can people find you you can find me at hallmark my words on twitter yay yeah and you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube so please check that out i'm starting my disney scares series uh over there uh which i do every october so it's a lot of fun and uh, so thanks again and make sure you're following the podcast at Home Rookies Pod on Instagram and Twitter and all of our social media. And if you can put in your reviews uh, on iTunes, we really appreciate it as well. So thanks again and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.